Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today, Psalm chapter 30. Many people that write on the Psalms, that study the Psalms, say that this Psalm is connected to 2 Samuel chapter 5. That's, that's a big possibility. It could be because we have at the end of this psalm where it talks about you've turned my morning into dancing. There's this dancing before the ark of God. And there's other reasons people think that this could be connected to 2 Samuel 5. If you remember, David brings the ark of the covenant into Jerusalem and he's dancing and celebrating and they have this great time of sacrifice and feasting and it could be connected to that event. But more than likely, this psalm was written in a time in David's life when he got very sick and God healed him and made him well. And that's not unheard of in the ancient world. I mean, we have to kind of go back in time and think about what it would have been like for those people. We have modern antibiotics and all kinds of medicine where you get a virus, you get sick, they can pump pump you full of fluids and you can get through it. Or if you have some type of infectious disease, they can pump you full of antibiotics and you can get through it. In the ancient world, it was not so. And so sicknesses that would not sideline us or almost kill us would kill many people in the ancient world and this sickness was dire for David but David has been rescued so as we read through this psalm you're going to notice a structure to it in the beginning there's this praise this exuberant praise this outburst of praise that comes from David then there's this confession right smack in the middle of our own frailty how sometimes we can get a little too big for our britches and we think more of ourselves and we realize that without God we're nothing and at the end of this psalm we have another outburst of praise that's how David closes it out so let's look at this psalm in its entirety as we we read through it this morning this is the English Standard Version I will extol you O Lord for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me O Lord my God I cried to you for help and you have healed me O Lord you brought up my soul from Sheol You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you as saints, and give thanks to his holy name, for his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosened my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. So as you read through this, you'll Notice that God is exalted. So he begins with God is in the high place. God is sovereign. God is powerful over all. God doesn't need to be lifted up. But God has to stoop down and draw David up, lift him up. Now the word here that's translated in in verse 1 for drawn me up is the same word used in Hebrew for drawing water from a well. God has to stoop low to pick us up because of our frailty, because of our weakness. Now there's not a better picture of that Then Jesus, God became flesh, Emmanuel. He came to this world to draw us up out of the miry pit of sin. So God is one that's to be extolled. He is exalted. He draws us up. 
So David cries to help for God, and God heals him. So that's why I think sickness is in mind. And he, he mentioned Sheol, that he almost went to Sheol. Now, Sheol is the abode of the dead. A real quick recap. We had a, a podcast where we talked in depth about this one time. But remember, the, the Greek word for Sheol is Hades. You'll see that in uh, Luke chapter 16. You have this idea of Sheol being the abode of the dead or Hades being the abode of the dead. They mean the same thing. So David almost goes down to the shadowy world of, of the uh, disembodied spirits is what he's talking about. But he's been rescued. And so he says, because of my rescue, let's all sing to the Lord. So now he's extolling others. Hey, all saints, let's give thanks to God. Let's give thanks to his holy name. Verse 5 I want to come back to in a minute because it's something I want to focus on. But verse 5 talks about there's this short period of time in which we suffer sometimes. And we'll come back to that. Then in verse 6, we get this idea of just being too big for your britches. This idea of, you know what, it's all about me and my prosperity and look at what I've done. And David is reminded really quick that we are like grass that withers away in the, in the summer sun. Yet without God's help and God's provision, we're nothing. God must sustain us. It's God who sets us like a mountain to be immovable. The second we try to strike out and do it on our own, we're going to find out that we are frail and we're as frail as dust. And at the end, he's crying out to God and he's saying, Lord, if I die, what profit would that be? Who's going to give you praise? Now, I don't think we need to answer that question for God, but this is a good question David's asking. David is saying, you know, I'm a man of praise. I articulate praise to you, Lord. If I die, I can't praise you anymore. So he is making this case for his preservation that he needs to live. Lord, be merciful. Hear my prayer. And then God has turned this time of mourning in sackcloth when he thought he was going to die. He thought that he was not going to make it now. It's, it's been turned to dancing. And now there's this celebration of praise. So some read into this and say, well, maybe this is 2 Samuel 5 where he's dancing before the ark. And maybe before David brought the ark to Jerusalem, he got sick. And so that whole celebration with the ark coming from the house of Obed-Edom is a celebration, of course, of the ark coming to, to Jerusalem, but also David being delivered from this calamity, from this sickness. We just don't know for sure. The really cool thing about the Psalms is the Psalms kind of give us the heart and soul behind what's going on in places like 2 Samuel. You could read Psalm 51, Psalm 63, Psalm 30, this psalm, and you get kind of this background info on what's going on in the heart of David, in the mind of David, in the soul of David, as we read these stories in 2 Samuel and at the end of 1 Samuel. So there's this exaltation again. God or David is praising God for what God has done. But I want to go back uh, to verse 5 where he says, For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Now I want to, I want to look at that last part of verse 5. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. If you translated this literally in the Hebrew, it doesn't sound as good. It would translate something like, at evening, weeping may arrive for the night. So there's this time of, of weeping and struggle. It's like a, a night, um, a night of trouble that dawns to a new day where the trouble is forgotten and it's thrown off into a day of rejoicing. I can't help but think of what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Toward the, towards the end of that chapter, in verses 16 through 18, Paul says this, 
So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Now listen to this part. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things which are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So Paul's reminding us, as David reminds us, that sometimes this time of trouble is just a light momentary affliction. Now it sure may not seem like it at times. It may not seem like it when we're really sick or a family member's really sick, that this is a light momentary affliction. It may not seem when we lose a loved one that this is a light momentary affliction. It may not seem that when we lose our jobs or natural disasters come or we lose our house that this seems like a light momentary affliction. But Paul says, and this is not so easy, it's not easy for me at all, we've got to see things from an eternal perspective. God's perspective is the reality. Things now are transcendent. They're not going to be eternal but there are eternal things this eternal weight of glory we need to think about our future with god think of eternity compared to this lifetime of 70 to 80 years of of trouble and misery at times of what that's going to be like that one day we're going to be raised up in glory i mean first corinthians 15 tries to describe what we're going to be like and paul is strained trying to find words to describe how glorious we're going to be And we're going to bask in the glory of Jesus. We'll be in his presence for all eternity. There's going to be new adventures ahead for us, excitement. It's not going to be boring, people, when we talk about the the world to come, the new heavens, the new earth, an existence we just can't imagine with new things to to learn and, and new experiences without the sinful flesh, without the sinful flesh that, that vexes us, like Paul says, this this outer tent that's wasting away our bodies as they age. We won't have to worry about that anymore. We won't get sick anymore. We won't age anymore. We won't deal with this this bent sinful flesh that can be enticed to sin sometimes. All that will be done away with because of what Jesus did on the cross and his resurrection. So let us with David give thanks to God. Let's extol him with praise because he really did reach down and pull us up Like water being drawn from the well, God pulled us up from the pit of sin and death. And we have a wonderful future, even in the face of light momentary affliction. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. And I hope to see you back tomorrow as we continue with our our podcast on the Illuminated Word. God bless. 